KTRS Sports with Martin Kilcoyne. Presented by Offenberg Hyundai and Triad Bank. All right, let's talk a little sports with uh, Martin Kilcoyne. That uh, standoff still going on at the uh, Drury downtown. Um, the uh, call came in around 6 a.m. A dozen police vehicles surrounding the Drury Inn next to the Arch. There's a hostage situation. The department, uh, the police department says there's a man with PTSD. He's locked inside his hotel room with a woman and children. Um, that's really all we know. That's what's going on downtown. We'll let you know as soon as we hear more. But uh, video from the scene shows police vehicles and SWAT vans and everything else. So uh, when we know more, we'll pass it along to you. Just have a good thought for everybody. Uh, 820 here, Big 550 KTRS. Last night, Missouri loses to uh, the Aggies, Texas A&M. Uh, not so very good season for the basketball team. Martin Kilcoin. I don't think they've won a conference game yet. Well, we said at the beginning of the year, anything Mizzou does is probably gravy because it's going to be a transition year. Last year, they were surprisingly good with Dennis Gates' first year, 25 wins, NCAA tournament trip, win a game. And then we find out they're going to have the top recruiting class next year. So all of a sudden, there's all this momentum for the Mizzou program, the buzz around Dennis Gates. So I thought, well, this year, maybe they're just okay. Instead, they've been really bad. And I didn't see that coming. I didn't think they were going to be special this year. And most of the pundits thought they'd be towards the bottom of the SEC. But they're 0-6 right now in the conference. They're just sort of a hard team to watch. They shoot a lot of threes. It still feels like kind of a random team. You never quite know who's going to be the top scorer. It seems to have lately has gone from Sean East to Tamar Bates. But anyway, the point is, can you just kind of live off the hype of next year? Now that's all they really have to sell if you're a Mizzou basketball and you just hope that all that talent next year comes in and meshes right away. Uh, it's just it's interesting to me. A year ago, Dennis Gates had all the buzz and all the Jews, Jews, and I think that Eli was the one that everybody was kind of questioning. And now all of a sudden, I think Drinkwitz has the juice, and and, and Gates has got a little, few people a little worried. Now nobody's turning on Dennis Gates, but I'm just saying this is going to be an ugly year, and yeah. you just hope that all those all those top recruits pan out next year. Let's uh, talk a little uh, Hall of Fame. So you've got uh, Todd Helton gets in. Um, Adrian Beltre gets in. Joe Maurer, congratulations. Just missed Billy Wagner. I didn't know Gary Sheffield had 500 home runs, and I can't believe he's not in the Hall of Fame. And Matt Holiday dropped off, couldn't even get 1%. What's going on with these voters? It's crazy because I feel like Matt Holiday, at least, much like Jim Edmonds, at least deserves some discussion you know like oh interesting okay did a little this a little bit of that let's take a closer look yeah and can't can't even get a sniff uh and then you have players like chase utley got 30 percent of the vote and i was thinking a lot of times it's a blink test and it doesn't mean they didn't have a great career but are they a hall of famer like chase utley and i looked it up he had 1800 hits i'm sure his war is great there's all sorts of advanced analytics does anybody really think chase utley is a Hall of Famer. Omar Vizquel is on the ballot. Great great player. Not a Hall of Famer. Jimmy Rollins, not a Hall of Famer. Now, Billy Wagner, I'm, I'm probably on the fence about, but he could get in. Joe Maurer being a first ballot guy, it is kind of weird. Okay, you're not worthy of the first ballot. But in the history of Cooperstown, only three catchers have been first ballot, and it's Johnny Bench, Pudge Rodriguez, and now Joe Maurer. That doesn't 
quite work for me. <laughs> Not even Yogi Berra got in on the first on the first no. ballot. In, right, isn't that crazy? Or a Gary Carter, or just whoever your favorite and great catcher was. Joe Maurer had a, a very good career. He was a great hitter, not a power hitter, but a great hitter for the Twins. And he's in that select group. So I just I think what it is is the inconsistencies that what we're trying to figure out. I think Sheffield's frustrated by it. He's got great numbers. He was on the Mitchell report. I think he has said that the only thing he ever did is he, he used the cream that Barry Bonds had, which was, you know, considered illegal, some type of steroid. But that this is this has been going on for a while. Guys who either admitted it or were just linked to reports. It's sort of the suspicion campaign. It's I think some they gotta figure out what to do with all these guys with huge numbers. I looked last night, the top eleven all time home run hitters, four of them are not in Cooperstown with McGuire and Sosa and A-Rod and Bonds. So anyway, it's it's fun to debate. I guess at the end of the day, it's not the end of the world. I, I'm just surprised that some of the yeah, – Andrew Jones, to me, is a Hall of Famer. Uh, going way back, Dale yeah. Murphy's a Hall of Famer. I, I can't quite figure it out. Uh, when When is Albert? Is it five years? It's five years after you're done. So those – Yachty and Albert would both be up – Four years from now, if I'm doing my math correct. Okay. Well, if if Joe Maurer gets in on the first ballot, Yachty better get in on the first ballot. Well, I would think so, too. I mean, in terms of career impact, again, Maurer had a very nice career. But the fact that he seemed to be, you know, a popular choice in his first year, I would think, yes, for Molina. Cardinal fans would love that, wouldn't they? That would be fun. Those two, I mean, if you're going to buck up and spend the money, and, and you know McGraw, Cooperstown is hard to get to. Yes, it is. It'd be a heck of – not that the baseball writers are going to vote for fan convenience, but it would be a lot more fun, wouldn't it, if it's a Molina Pujols weekend? Well, and then who's the manager? The, right, the Cardinals, um, um, uh, LaRusso's best friend, um, Leland, got in. Leland, yeah, Leland did get out of the veterans' vote this year. Yeah, It's, it's interesting with managers and players more so when they move around a lot. It, they, it just seems like they lose a little bit of their appeal, and that's not fair. But even Adrian Belter, who's a great player, totally deserving, awesome career. But we were saying, what what Hall of Fame cap does he wear? Again, it doesn't really matter, but right. do you think of Adrian Belter as a Dodger? Yeah, kind of. Well, Rangers for a long time. Well, Seattle for a little bit. And, and I think Jim Leland, did. That. he moved around a lot. And sometimes it takes away from uh, – I don't know, just kind of the buzz or the aura. But, boy, the most excited man on the planet for Jim Leland is Tony LaRusa, who always said Leland's a way better manager than me. If he had the teams I had, he would have won even more. So he'll be there at yeah. Cooperstown for sure. Uh, we were talking about Sports Illustrated uh, earlier in the week. Uh, for you, I don't know about for you, but for me, it was the gold standard, and you ran home from school every day to devour the Sports Illustrated. Were you a Sports Illustrated guy? I was. I was also Sporting News. I got them both. And Sports Illustrated, the cover, it was just sort of the, the moment that your team or your player arrived, yeah. right? Remember Kurt Warner on the cover? They find, We kept saying that early in 99, after a couple of weeks, I said, I wonder if they'll end up on the cover. It was just such a big thing. I'm like, I wonder if they'll be on SI's cover. And they eventually did with Kurt Warner. Remember what it said? It said, who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> and it was a picture of Kurt Warner. It was so it was the cover, but also the back page with Rick Riley and others over the years. You would flip there; it was sort of their version of commentary. It's hard to explain to kids right now where they get the scores and the highlights on their phone within seconds. Back then, you'd read a story about the Super Bowl, 
or about the World Series, and it was almost a week old. Yeah, you know that that's hard to imagine in this world. But man, they had not just great writers; they really were great photographers. You know, it's pretty well documented some of those guys they had over the years who were unbelievable photographers. So. It, it is sad. I mean, I know the world changed, but that one made me pretty sad. Yeah, no, that was. Uh, I always and I mentioned this yesterday. I always loved because you read every you read everything, even the letters of the editor. And every year there was some mother who wrote a letter. I got my son Sports Illustrated to read about sports, not to look at naked pictures. Cancel <laughs> my subscription. Every year there was one right after the, the uh, swimsuit issue. Yes, yes, they probably could count on that. <laughs> You could just print print the one from the year before, just change the name. I remember the head, they always had a great caption in addition to a beautiful woman in a bikini, and I think it said Zowie and Maui, and it was Cheryl Teagues or something, and it, it it had kind of that New York Post ability to just put the just kind of wacky headline on top of. Uh, a stunning photo. Yeah, yeah. Sporting news and Sports Illustrated. Man, talk about the Bibles as you as a kid. Uh, what's coming up on the show, Martin Kilcoin? Uh, tonight's show, we're going to talk to Dan Miller. He's the longtime radio voice of the Detroit Lions. He used to come on the radio with me like 15 years ago, and just would be sort of uh, commiserating how bad the Rams were, how bad the Lions were. Finally, they're having a breakthrough. They got a ton of local talent. St. Louis kids on that Lions team. So Dan Miller is also a longtime TV guy at the Fox station in Detroit. And also Devin Alexander, former champ, doing a lot of things right now in the community. So we've got boxing and the Lions. Earlier in the week, we had Ali Marmol. Last night, it was Darren Pang and Dick Vermeil. And then tomorrow night, Kevin Burkhart, who is the new lead announcer on Fox. He replaced Joe Buck. Yeah. He'll be calling the NFC title game. He'll be on the show tomorrow weeknights at six o'clock do you see joe buck wearing the turtleneck the other day was that with the kind of the puffy coat that they had the, yeah uh, yeah i did i saw it i was headed in the background i saw it briefly i didn't yeah i was i didn't uh, break it down but it looked like the espn issued uh parkas yes but with with some type of turtleneck and joe buck i guess single-handedly trying to bring turtlenecks back um good for yeah, I'm him all, i'm all for it anything but a tie i love a turtleneck i love i love me a good good turtleneck remember gary pinkle gary pinkle single-handedly drove the mock turtleneck market <laughs> i loved Never i loved mock turtlenecks they were fantastic that and a, and a and a good dicky and a good dicky <laughs> and you're not talking about r.a dicky in the metro no i'm not no i'm not talking about r.a dicky uh, how lazy how lazy is somebody to buy it and for those who don't know a dicky is a turtleneck without the actual sleeves it's yeah just, you kind of <laughs> You did, it's a lazy man's turtleneck. I'm like, how lazy are you that you can put on a full turtleneck? <laughs> who invented that? It's the best. Martin Kilcoin, who is your sponsor? Offenberg Hyundai. They're in O'Fallon, Illinois. They were the original Hyundai dealer in this area. That's going back to 1989. But more important than that, they continue to monitor customer satisfaction. They want to know how you felt before the sale, during, after. They monitor that. They're leading in customer satisfaction. Great vehicles, great warranties from Hyundai. On top of that, pre-owned vehicles on the lot. Or if you have a car in mind, let them know. They'll go buy it for you. Full-time buyer on staff for all your car needs. It's Offenberg Hyundai. They're O'Fallon, Illinois. Highway 64 and Greenmount Road. Not far at all to get to. And on the web, of course, at OffenbergHyundai.com. You should ask Kevin Burkhart if he's man enough to wear a turtleneck on the on the broadcast. I bet if the network execs hand it to you, you wear it. You wear it. You do whatever you tell them to do. Who's got the Super Bowl? Is it on CBS this year? See, it's on, it's on CBS. I've already warned Tony Romo listeners 
If he doesn't take the decaf, you might need to at home. He is just I, – I, I said this to Julie and uh, John the other day with uh, Carney and Buck, and, and I, I like Tony Romo, but it's, sometimes it's just it's a lot to listen to. And I said, how often has this ever been said about a network announcer? The USA Today column on Monday critiquing the broadcast said Tony Romo leans into his weirdness. And I thought, <laughs> what? that's the most bizarre critique of a – you would have never said that about John Madden, that's for sure. So it's on CBS. All right, so – and then um, uh, Jim Nance, is go- he's not doing the basketball this year? Right. I think last year was the first year he didn't. So oh, he okay. still does football, still does football, still does golf, but yeah. Iron Eagle. Iron Eagle is now the lead uh, oh, basketball for basketball. Guy. I like him. I, I like Iron Eagle. Oh, he's he's really good. He's yeah. really good. And kind of underrated and, and also kind of funny with, again, kind of uh, quiet funny. Yeah. Uh, Martin Kilcoin, who leans into his weirdness from time to time on Fox <laughs> News and at the Big 550 KTRS. Martin, have a good week. Especially on... 8 a.m. on Wednesday morning. We get we like to keep it weird. There you go. Thanks, Martin. Have a good week. All right, see you. 8:32. Big 550 KTRS.